Hi, welcome to Pass the Brain Cell, a podcast where a couple of idiots pass their collective brain cell and explain their weird media fixations to each other. My name is Remy. I use they, them pronouns. And I have the same big three, like astrology big three, as Bon Jovi. <laughs> hey. John Bovey. John Bovey. Oh, that's wild. He, talk about Paisano. <laughs> Italian hero, Bon Jovi. Oh, and uh, also, we have a guest yeah. today, my dear friend, Blue Autumn. Do you want to introduce yourself? Our, hey, oh, yeah, our hi. dear friend, Blue. Let's. I'm only one person's friend, Blue. I <laughs> legally, I can't be legally. You are only one. Oh, hi, I'm Blue Autumn. Oh, hi, I'm Blue. Uh, my pronouns are they them. I have one good eye and one eye that can see into the future. <laughs> oh, wow, I love that. That's amazing. Spoiler <laughs> alert: None of this ends well. Yeah, I figure. <laughs> can you? Cool. Do, does uh, the podcast end well? <laughs> I. Did you, did I stutter? Can you give us a prediction? No. I said none of this ends well. In general, but in specific this podcast. Oh, no. All right, all right. We're all going to crash and burn. Um, Hi, my name's Adriana. My pronouns are she, her. And uh, my favorite scar on my body (laughs) is the one on my eyelid. Ooh. And if you want to know the story, it's because... I was a seven-year-old, and I was like, "Hey, what it would what would it be like if I cut my eyelid with scissors?" Oh Jesus Christ! Hey, fucking <laughs> unhinged Aries. Jesus, <laughs> that's intense. Yes. that's a lot. I love how sorry Remy just... is so much of the Zodiac friend that you'll be like, "Yeah, you know, I went down to Las Vegas this weekend and killed three people." <laughs> Uh, and just chopped them up and buried their remains. That's a Scorpio, am I right? Yeah, be like, oh, you're such a Libra. (laughs) Hey, I'm also the astrology friend. Remy can't take all the credit. I'm more Um, of the tarot friend. Adriana's more of the astrology friend. No, for sure. Yeah, but we flip-flop everyone. Because I only know tarot, so I don't... (laughs) I you're do the friend just who like I ask. Thing. You're the friend who I ask about anything <laughs> occult or folklore. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm the lore librarian. Yeah, basically. I just do like sure. DIY ritual magic. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. D- I just imagined a witch in a Home Depot. Yeah. All right. That's pretty much me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and speaking of me, hey guys. Um, Hi you. I'm. My name is Lucy. Uh, my pronouns are she/her. And a fun fact about me is that um, two days ago, I uh, oh, no. um, I got in a, a, an electric scooter accident, and I uh, f- got a compound fracture in um, my hand. So, um, that's, which hand is it, by the way? That's not is a it, fun it, fact. It's not the jerkin it's hand, my, is it? It is my jerkin hand. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't that's jerked tragic. off. Um, Wait, okay, Blue, are you left-handed? No, I'm right-handed. Yeah, we're 50-50 today. Freak. Finally, finally. Well, you got to balance those humors or something, right? No. No. The green green slime. Me, Remy, and Kaylin are not going to stop till all of you are (laughs) left-handed. Tag yourself on melancholia. Um, Sorry. No four humors jokes, anybody? I, uh, no wait, no one know wait, really obscure wait, ancient medicine that, wait, techniques. Wait, is that the one that has like the bl- black bile, yellow Ooh, bile? My favorite's Correct. the black yes. bile. <laughs> yeah, black bile, yellow bile, blood, and phlegm. Black oh, bile, yellow humors. bile, is that like, um, 
You know how like theater majors say they have like tongue twisters that they say to like <laughs> it's it's a vocal warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vocal warm up. Black bile. Seashells. Seashells by the seashore. You gotta hit those bees. Black bile. Yellow. Black bile. Yellow bile. The butler wore butless chaps to the bat mitzvah. The That was a good one too. That was a good one too. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Lucy, since you're the little, you're the little chooser today, who do you want yeah. to go first? Um, yeah. I think it's kind of, um, you know, obvious, but I would like our guest to go first. I really want to hear. Oh, no. What? I really want to hear what Blue How, has for us want... today. How dare you do this to me? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're I, look, so When mean. I was, I was the kid, you know, like, I'm just kidding, I I'm just kidding. don't. Don't make me do presentation first. That was me. Okay. You know, we had to mm-hmm. do presentation. Mm-hmm. I had to do presentation. I'll do it because you've already said it. Oh, no. I'm going to do <laughs> oh, it. Oh, no. I feel bad. I will. Um, this is my first. <laughs> Lucy is my such first, a bitch. <clears throat> this is my first time on the show. Um, and I know y'all generally talk about, like, I don't know, media that people know about. Not Or at least. <laughs> no. No. Not always. Not always. Not always. <laughs> Not always. I guess maybe I'm. 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 Just yeah. Really common knew. things that people know about, like the Bizzle Drake Bell. <laughs> the Bizzle Drake it's, Bell. You know, it's been a minute since I've tuned in. I don't <laughs> okay. No, that no, one hasn't good. come out yet, so you're good. Oh, good. I am sitting. Okay, great. So I'm situated in <laughs> a fucking Fun fact about Blue: They don't loop. listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. I listened to maybe two episodes. I feel really... Full disclosure. Full fucking disclosure. I wish I was a better listener. No. Long time friend, no time listener, Blue Autumn. Friend of the podcast. Um, Friend of the podcast, podcast, Blue Autumn. Not a fan of the podcast. Not a... There is a distinct difference in my title, and I I will need people to remember that as as we go through this. Um, I don't know really how to introduce this topic it's one that's that's near and dear to my weird little soul um (laughs) and i would like i guess i would like to begin with um in it was around oh god 2010 um when i first stumbled across this niche community or idea (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um has anyone here heard about aside from me ranting about i was gonna it, say like I'm yes sure i've done it but, but not have for... y'all heard about micronations <laughs> again yes uh, only you. in passing <laughs> only from, from you me. but i'm not i don't really so... have a lot of details micronations so here's are... wait 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 oh, okay. uh the thing is that listen mm-hmm. yes I have knowledge of Italian. <laughs> oh no. So when I hear micronations, I think of like <laughs> like a like little Italy like tiny little Italy. Oh, sea no, no. You know Sealand. You know the pr- I know Sealand. Sealand I know Seychelles. Oh, the Seychelles, first. very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so so, so we do uh, have some Andorra. I have knowledge of so, so micronations. Uh, unlike Sealand I mean, is a, is a, is an interesting one that you've named here because Sealand is this <laughs> Uh, unlike Andorra and the Seychelles, um, is a batshit insane fucking <laughs> political project. 
Um, these are just I will noises mention to me. briefly, Sealand. But to begin, to me, these are just micronations. Noises. Are political entities whose members claim that they belong to an independent or like sovereign state, but lack any real recognition from any world government. <laughs> They're typically um, vanity projects. Um, and I find them some oh of the most God. fascinating, weird, niche things I've learned about online. Um, most of what constitutes micronations in, in, in the, out of the vast sea of them, because there are a lot, mostly teenagers in bedrooms, like I once was. Um, but <laughs> or Hitalia fans. Or Hitalia fans. <laughs> Or anyone who watched uh, the BBC miniseries uh, How to Start Your Own Country by Danny Wallace, um, which is how I really got into micronationalism. Now, I say micronationalism. I want to say very clearly, I am not a nationalist by any means. Oh, yeah, this is I my know, national friend. Now, very right. So I know those terms kind of overlap. Micronationalist is like when like um like a little borrower sized person is racist right <laughs> right like if ant that's like america above all i i so i got fascinated with these these little fucking things uh to the point where um when i was uh this was back in oof, 2016 2017 i joined a, a reddit page oh no and a discord server oh, oh no, no. <laughs> With a bunch of micronationalists. Um, mm-hmm. And the majority of these small itty-bitty countries, one, don't really have any actual territory because most of them were teenagers in bedrooms, and so was I. Well, I wasn't. Oh my god, 2017 was so long ago. Jesus, we don't have to, yeah. We can't talk about the time loss. Sorry, I just got I just got a little we can, So we can't talk about the time skip. So most of these were um, either uh, having just a jape, a laugh, a joke. Uh, that was me. I was sort of in there. Um, or forwarding some kind of political ideology yeah Uh, most of the people i met in this discord server were like anarcho-capitalists libertarians um as far right as like total fascist dictatorships Uh, dictatorships of one as i remind you most of these people (laughs) were teenagers in bedrooms and the citizenship of each individual nation never really reached above five people max yeah this sounds exactly like italia it's hilarious and i love it but micronations are so much more than a bunch of teenagers um they vary from like actual secessionist movements uh fully digital communities art projects and then like combinations of those including like the political ideology i love the idea that like some kid in in their high school lit class read lord of the flies and was like you know what this actually sounds really cool and fun (laughs) i want to do this the, oh, I just, you just unlocked something. <laughs> I know there was an earlier memory of micronations in my brain. Oh, it was no. a book. It was a children's book my mom gave me. And it was like this kid in a backyard and he made his own tiny country and it had its own sports. It like a, they made up a sport <laughs> and a government. And I, I think that that was probably the earliest 
I also is this flat in Stanley? 2010. No, it was not flat Stanley. Okay. I do not remember what this is called. I will have to look this up. Maybe, maybe if I figure this out by the end of the episode, I'll I'll, I'll go into it. <laughs> but I am getting I am getting distracted, Sorry. and I have a lot to talk about okay. with micronations. Um. But there's there's a bunch of them. There's a ton of micronations, right? Uh, Adriana, you already mentioned Sealand. Yeah. Um, there's also the sovereign state of Forvik. Both of these were um, UK based oh, micronations so... um, as mm-hmm. secessionist movements. Um, Sealand stating that it's complete and sovereign nation. The uh, state, the sovereign state of Forvik, claiming that is a crown dependency. Um, most of this was, uh, in Sealand's case, just for fun. Sealand is a, a World War II naval platform. That's exactly what I was thinking about. I was yeah. like, isn't it just like a floating, like, it's a, like, it's a, it's like metting a, metal piece? It's a big, it's just like two big concrete towers and like a, a like a, like a flat base on Wait, top. Wait, that actually like, sounds kind Sealand of fucking is. sick. Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty rad. Micronations are really uh, fucking cool, you guys. Wait, we should um, we should do one. I already did. I'll yeah. get to that oh later. Oh my god, yes. Oh hell yeah. Fuck. So, I, but you know, um, there's also like I'm just gonna name off a few of them because there's a few really interesting ones out there. But there's hundreds, right? There's also a, a micronation called the Imperial Throne, which was uh, created by Russian businessman and monarchist politician Anti Bakov. Anton Bakov, mm. uh, with the sole purpose <laughs> to reinstate the Tsarist regime, ah, specifically yeah. the, the Romanov dynasty. Even other Russian fascists don't want that. <laughs> well, he's not a fascist, he's a monarchist. What's the difference? <laughs> um, Cold crown. One, yeah, one of them has a fancy crown. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Um, Basically, it was a czarist, a czarist movement to reinstate um, Prince Karl Emich of, oh God, Leiningen, Leiningen? Mm. I can't pronounce it. I'm not European. Um, who would have been crowned Tsar Nicholas III. Uh, this is oh a claim God. made by like, you know, fucking non-euclidean genealogical geometry you know like this this claim is so far removed from the actual romanovs because if you recall they were executed by the soviets after the uh yeah i've seen anastasia palace right yeah we all know remy's seen anastasia so i know about it there is the arican empire which is um a largely digital uh micronation but also claims portions of lands both on earth and interplanetary in complete <laughs> denial of space law. Um, their flag looks like Canada's, but with a uh, clip art smiley face instead of a metal. <laughs> as, as far as art projects go, amazing. perhaps the most successful is the Republic of Ladonia in Sweden. Mm. started as an art project called uh, Nimis. Um, it was a series of sculptures and structures by artist Lars Vilks. It is now a uh, self-proclaimed constitutional monarchy with over 22,000 citizens worldwide. Wow, that's really cool. Um, it's, they have a queen, uh, 
Carolyn, and she is an American, and uh, she's it's just like they have a prime minister. It used to be a presidency, but that was reformed in 2017. Um, Nimis itself was burned down at one Whoa. point, and there was a large movement to reconstruct and expand it after its destruction. Um, I like Ladonia a lot because when I decided I wanted to create my own little tiny nation, um, I wanted to do it as a sort of art experiment. Right? Yeah. I wasn't trying to do any politics. No, that's what I would want to do. I might so. talk about mine later. The reason I'm not straight up naming it is because if people were to find the website, it has my dead name all over it. Oh, that's horse piss. Oh, yeah. burn but it. But I, I really like... I, so I might maybe... Maybe I could... If you y'all have social media for this show, we do. We do. Yeah, I could give you some like some of the art I made for it oh, if you cool. want. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. Now, um, I that's... have a question. Please, Sorry, please. Um, could anyone stop me? No, from no. claiming. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> no. You. If anything, I've learned from researching this. The answer is no. No one can stop you. From uh, Because I was thinking. <laughs> Could I claim nationality of, for example, of Sealand, being of Sealand? Can anyone stop me? I could just be like, yeah, I, I'm a Sealander. <laughs> I mean, in that regard, I would imagine the Sealand government would have some say in whether or not you would be recognized as a citizen or nationality. Um, God damn it. So you'd have to talk to Sealand, but... I, I imagine they're pretty chill. Like they have, you can buy passports from them. Yeah, online. you would oh, have to okay. talk to Greg Sealand. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I Greg was going to say it's probably hard to contact some of these nations when they're like just like a bunker, you know. <laughs> they usually have a, actually. So Sealand has a website, sealandgov.org. I'm going there right um, now. Oh, they're a bunker with oh, yeah. Wi-Fi. Okay, one more Most, question. I'm just I am so totally sorry. One this more out. question. If you make so a country, if you yes. make a nation, sorry, a micro nation. Yes. Uh, an art move it, movement mm -hmm. is the location of your micronation when wherever you put your art. I mean, that's that's one. Basically, uh, you can you can claim any territory that you have, whether it's physical or digital, right? Um, when mm -hmm. I cr created my little nation, um, it was just my bedroom mm -hmm. and like the backyard of my mom's house <laughs> because I wanted to make sure we had a waterfront. <laughs> Um, mm. <laughs> we, nice. needed, we had a navy and I didn't have any water um, so uh, over time with me and my friends it actually did claim some territory in uh, Australia and Boston, Massachusetts where Amazing. we have one boat in the navy yes. it's oh, a duck wow. boat wow. for tours <laughs> I love that. Yeah, That's amazing. It's, it's really good. I, I I really want researching this has made me want to revisit my dumb little art project and like update it. Yeah. Um, because I, uh, my politics yeah. have shifted dramatically since 2017. <laughs> I would right. love to um, pitch as like a series of documentaries, like doing a little yes. global tour of all of these. I yes, oh, uh, honestly, if you keep inviting me back, I will just go on long tangents about various micronations. <laughs> Speaking of, the remainder of my chat is about a one micronation in particular, which okay. is how I got started on bringing this back up. It sort of rekindled. Um, we'll get to why later. Hint: It's the mm. only callback I can make because it's one of like the two episodes I've listened to. <laughs> nice. I'm going to talk about the Republic of Malasia, which is based in Nevada. 
the state of Nevada in the United States. That's one of the um, founded states. founded on the basis <laughs> of the 1933 Montevideo Convention on Rights and Duties of States, which defines the state as the following: having a permanent population, defined territory, a government, and the capacity <laughs> to enter into relations with other states. Literally nothing else is stop. Wait, it's that easy? So basically, it's that easy. Except that it's actually uh, a lot of the problems with micronations is it's really hard to get um, recognition from uh, sovereign states. Uh, macronations right. will help. I I could do Which it. is why so many of these um, are Daddy nations, if you will. The daddy nations. Yeah. The big boys. <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy nations. nations and baby nations is what we should call these. <laughs> In... In the year of our Lord, 1977, uh, James Spielman, then King James I, and Prime Minister Kevin Baugh founded the Grand Republic of Voldstein. Flash forward to 1999 after a series of government restructures and also just the original concept of the Micronation kind of floundering and not really getting much leverage because it was just sort of a joke between two friends. Uh, in 1999, that's Molossian year 22. Um, <laughs> Kevin Baugh, formerly uh, prime minister, was now the self-proclaimed president of the Republic of Molossia. Um, since its reemergence as the Republic, uh, it has... Uh, I can't, I'm very excited about these things because I, I didn't realize how deep the website went you can google the republic of Malasia right now the website is a massive rabbit hole there is so much shit in here i am scratching the surface there's so much (laughs) bullshit in here i'm trying to find all the interesting bits and share them with you but they hosted the first intermicronational olympic games in 2000 that's my year 20 that's sick oh that's amazing Um, in those games, um, they saw a competition between six states, including Malaysia. President Ba himself competed, winning gold <gasps> oh. in shot put and silver oh, in That's how it really? should always be. This the leaders of the nation should this always compete in the Olympics. I agree. Biden should compete <laughs> yeah. in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I want to fr- see Biden do uh, <laughs> a freaking double twist into the pool. <laughs> Uh, Malasia also term. took home gold in checkers, as well as <gasps> silver in chess and the hundred meter dash. Oh wow! Oh, um, yes, this guy rules. So so yeah. it, so this it's it's tough. Side I, note: I, I would love to see uh, Mario and Sonic at the Micro Nationalist Olympic Games. Oh. <laughs> Micro National. It's just Mario and Sonic in Nevada. <laughs> Um, that's some guy. <laughs> that would be sick. Um, I would have loved that way more than them being in it would s- anywhere else. Um, yeah. There was also uh, the first Intermicronational World Expo in 2001, which is Malasia in year 24. Um, I couldn't get a lot of info on Wait, this sorry. because the Olympic Games. Sorry, had- sorry, sorry, yes. sorry. Can you rewind? Um, the Intermicronational World Expo? No, 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 no. The part where you said Malassian year. I, I might have missed. Did you? Do they have their own calendar? <laughs> they have their own yes, calendar. Yes, they do. <laughs> Malassian year one is 1977 and it counts forward. So 2001 is Malassian year 2024. <laughs> if you go to their website, um, 
I, I had to figure this out for myself. If you go to their website, a lot of the dates will be like, um, it'll say like 2001, and then it'll have the Roman numerals for 24. That's just what that is. It's just how many There's years since no it's founded. Big nations don't have different calendars. Wrong you are, Lucy. Because <laughs> there are many countries that have their own calendars aside from the one that is generally agreed upon by the global state. That's um, not something that everyone uses obviously but in country they'll know what you're talking about most notably of course of the chinese north korea <laughs> north korea has its own listing of what year it is that no one wow. else agrees with because it's basically since north korea was founded well um, that <laughs> i have to remind you that while he has the title of president this is technically a dictatorship kevin Not ba is like a dictator of malasia not like North, North Korea. North Korea is not a dictator. <laughs> it's we a republic. It's a things. republic. We would never. <laughs> Why would you think that? We would never it's say such It's a such free things. state <laughs> under a great, powerful leader who will never die. Who doesn't look like any cartoon characters. No, shut the fuck up. I am now going to get into the military history of the Republic of Molossia. Oh my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> so since its founding, it's fought a number and won basically every war it's a part of, save for one, which is still ongoing. <laughs> Um, what? But it's had, yes, it's at war. Wow. With East Germany. What? <laughs> yes. How? So here's how what that are the logistics works. Because you war? might be, I hear, I hear you saying this to me without using your words. I hear you telepathically in my mind's eye. Isn't East Germany? Uh-huh fucking gone uh-huh. <laughs> you might think that and for most of us yes for kevin baugh though and the republic of Malaysia, <laughs> no i'm gonna go into the history of this a little bit because it bears he's still some holding on to that uh, grudge yeah he just decided no according to, for him according to a long lost declaration of war uh way back when the young nation was still the grand republic of Wolstein, uh the now president Kevin Baugh was stationed in West Germany with the U.S. military in 1983. That's Molossi in year seven. Um, now, due to reasons left vague by the document itself, aside from citing something uh, disrupting sleep and blaming it on East Germany, was apparently enough to declare war on the entire state what of East fuck? Germany. Now, present day, well, not quite. Let me back up a little bit more. East Germany um, was part of the Eastern Bloc, the Eastern Soviet Bloc, a communist state. Yeah. So was uh, our friendly neighbors, uh, Cuba. Cuba, uh, Fidel Castro himself actually, had gifted to East, to East Germany an island that would then be called Ernst Thalmann Island. Ernst Thalmann Island was never mentioned in the treaty that dissolved East Germany as a nation-state. Oh, shit. Thereby, the Molossian government claims that the war oh, is still going oh, because... with an island that is no longer largely recognized as East Germany. <laughs> but technically, it still is. Technically speaking. That's so is. funny. This I... is amazing. I it's This is my favorite thing in the... Oh, hello, Nate. Sorry. <laughs> Now, furthering along on the military history of the Republic of Malaysia, um, I'm going to brush over the Mustachistan invasion because it's just uh-huh. mostly oh. not that interesting. Are you really? We're, 
Yeah, we are, because there's something worse. Okay. Worse than mustaches. In 2010. Yes. You'll see why in a minute. In 2010, it's Molossian year 33, um, the Molossian government was usurped by a, a, a band of, some would call internet weirdos, others might call media critics. Uh-huh. Led by... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! Led by Doug Walker, the nostalgic no. no. Oh, my God. This is a callback, oh, motherfuckers. This no. is why oh I'm on God. the show. Hey. This is the only reason I fucking said yes no. <laughs> to getting on this show, because no. I knew this would happen. Dugan Walker himself? <laughs> Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, as part of the Channel Awesome's anniversary movie shit that they did. Yeah, Remy, you recently spoke about. Um, oh yeah, to boldly, to boldly flee. flee. Correct. Kickassia <laughs> was the first of these large movies. No. Kickassia is a movie in which Doug Walker, the nostalgia critic, and other members of the site, including, of course, um, Lindsay Ellis, is in there. A Todd in the Shadows is in there. Um, <laughs> Angry Joe, Brad Jones, all these fuckos. Well, some fuckos. <laughs> I love some you. genuinely nice people. I'm glad they got out. Which ones? Um, the ones who were nice? Of the ones I mentioned, uh, Todd in the Shadows and Lindsay. Yeah, I was going to say, you, uh, when you were ta- listing them, I was like, you're only naming the cool ones right now. Can you name some of the fuckos? Yeah, now I have to name some fuckos. <laughs> Oh shit, it's Brad Jones. Um, a man who, uh, and I quote, said something, well, I can't quote, I'm going to paraphrase, said something along the lines of, um, Logan Paul still has a career after filming a dead body, so why can't we? About the whole shit that happened with Channel Awesome. Anyway, uh, Brad Christ. Jones is a fucker, and I hate him. Um, so this right. was part of their their movie shtick. But it is technically a part of Molossian history and is on the website <laughs> with pictures of Doug Walker and company oh in weird God. dress, including Doug Walker being dressed as M. Bison from is that Street Fighter. Oh, that's from Street Fighter. Oh, that's shit. What yeah, that's I've seen, what I'm here I've seen for, clips tell you of this M. Bison is. An interesting tidbit because uh, in the Street Fighter movie, M. Bison has a plan to create his own sovereign nation of, uh, uh, I think it's called Bisonland. You'll find that um, the only humor that Doug Walker knows is how to make references to things that already exist. Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice how I didn't think that that thing I just said is funny? <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, I didn't. Forgive me. <laughs> yeah. I have Forgive me for my trespasses. No, no, no. I'm just saying um, I'm, I'm sure that that, that is um, like a laugh a minute for Doug Walker just to know that other things exist. It's honestly fucking Marvel movies where they're like, hey, remember this other thing that exists? And then that's supposed to be a joke. Thankfully, the uh, the invasion was repelled um, after uh, Kevin Thank Bach, God. president, um, disguised himself as Baron Fritz von Baugh um, <laughs> and subverted the Cagassian <laughs> government need the disguise? from within. It's part of a dumb comedy movie with a bunch of weird internet critics. So this is as good as it okay. gets. Okay. Um, but mainly, uh, the government collapsed because Doug Walker is terrible and nobody likes him in the movie and also in reality. 
but in the context of the movie, that's also the plot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the Kagasian government gets dissolved, and the Malassian government was reinstated and has stood unfaltering ever since. That was uh, <laughs> reject modernity, embrace tradition, embrace tradition. <laughs> Malassian government. Um, before I, I, I shut the fuck up. Uh, a few more tidbits about this because these are just like weird little things I dug up. I'm I'm done with the bulk of my 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 spiel Feed here. Feed me some tidbits. The currency is called the Malassian Valora. Tidbits. The Valora is not based on the gold standard. It's based on Pillsbury chocolate chip cookie dough. <gasps> what? <laughs> Five. It's basically, so so similar to how like the value of gold was used to be uh, used to uh, adjust the price of the dollar, yeah. right? The valora, five valora, is equivalent to the buying power of a thirty ounce tube of Pillsbury brand chocolate chip <laughs> At the moment, that sort of leaves That's it around eighty cents USD per valora. Um, oh so the exchange gosh. rate is a little, yeah, a little off, but, right. but that's, I mean, it's a solid, a solid, I, that's the most amazing currency exchange rate, um, that's or so at least genius. like standard that I've seen in any micronation. I've, I've never seen yeah. it. Don't do Bitcoin. Fuck Bitcoin. The Malassian Valora no. can buy you cookies. Yeah, sounds fuck like Bitcoin. It. Malassian Valora. Fuck your little, um, fuck your little internet money. <laughs> this is, this is the this real is world. This is real. A final bit. Um, one of the first holidays that was declared in Malaysia is called Emperor Norton Day. Uh, it is the first <gasps> holiday ever to made specifically for micronations. It celebrates uh, yes. on January eighth each year, and it celebrates the life of Joshua Abraham Norton, or Emperor Norton the first, the self-proclaimed Emperor of the United States and the Protector of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> in the 1850s proclaimed himself emperor and moved the capital to san francisco and ruled benevolently for about 25 years as far as he knew and we didn't even know <laughs> yeah. we were no. too busy with our phones we have an emperor yeah. um that is all of my notes about this oh i just God. want to say that like Micronation. I hope this this imparts why I find this I shit love so this. fucking this interesting. This is one of the best segments we've ever had. Because like, even if it's like, even if it's bullshit, it's just for fun. Obviously, Malasia is the passion project of uh, a fun li- man in Nevada and his family. You know, yeah. it's it's. <laughs> but it's just this. I love the fun that can be had. Pretending you're a sovereign state. Right. But that is a brief look at what a micronation is, and also the Republic of Malasia, one of the most amazing. successful micronations huh. ever to be conceived. Um, I have a quick question before we move on, mm-hmm. please. And um, so, so I I did kind of jump through the website real quick of Malasia. Um, yes. And I just I'm looking at pictures of the Kickassian invasion. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just want to ask real quick, and this is probably a dumb question, but did they actually beat the shit out of Doug Walker? I hope so, for the sake of... Because there's pictures <laughs> of him, like, but I... ganging up on him, and then there's pictures of him, like, walking away sadly with a black eye. It's very funny that no one likes Doug, both in his own movie and in real life. Yeah. Um, That's so funny. 
Um, I also have another, have a small question. Um, yes. So if I have a micronation mm-hmm. and someone else has a micronation mm-hmm. and we claim planetary space, can we have war? And we can, we can have war. So like. Can I have space war? Space so war. Like, you want a space Star larping. Wars, if you will. Space LARPing. <laughs> Micronations <laughs> is just is is just state LARPing, I think, is what we've discovered. Okay. Um, spa- so so uh, like, this is really interesting because I, I think I've, I've touched on this briefly. The Arican Empire, um, based in Canada, is actually uh, both terrestrial and extraterrestrial. Um, right. In terms That's of what I was its claimed of. land. Now, this does... There are agreed upon... Um, laws regarding the use of outer space and the uh, immediate orbital range of the planet earth uh as agreed upon by the united nations um oh yeah didn't we ignore that when we put the flag on the moon wasn't that like a big 100 percent. yeah yeah <laughs> so if don't you mean if we put the flag on the moon you're right. I'm sorry. When when Stanley Kubrick put the flag on the moon set, we. Were... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got for y'all today. Thank, Thank you so you. much. That was amazing. Yeah, that was one of my uh, favorites. Uh, Adriana, would that? you want to share with us next? No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Adriana no, no, leaves. No. Yes, <laughs> I'm gone. All right, you guys. Um, so I am gonna talk about today. Um, Fire Emblem again, but we're not going to be talking about any of the games that I talked about recently. Uh, We're going to talk about Fire Emblem Three Houses, which is the Switch, um, the the one that came out for the Switch recently. So, what is Fire Emblem Three Houses about? Um, Byleth is our main character, and they are the child of Gerald who is a mercenary and by default makes Byleth a mercenary as well. Um, is it like because genetic? of reasons. Oh, <laughs> yes, yeah, genetic. Merc- <laughs> genetic mercenary. Uh, That's uh, a cool band name. You get the traits. <laughs> genetic huh? mercenary is a cool band name. I'm writing that down. Nice. Yay. <laughs> genetic mercenaries, yeah. Um, so because of reasons that I forgot because I haven't played this game in a, in a while... Uh, their uh, their dad has to return to the church, and um, you join. Uh, sorry, uh, Byleth joins them. Joins him as well. Um, Gerald used to work for with the church, I think, beforehand, and the details are even a mystery to Byleth themselves. Also, I'm using they them pronouns for Byleth since uh, we have two Byleth models and. Just, it's better. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. Byleth is non-binary, by the way. Amazing. Score. <laughs> Hell yeah. Gerald's, like, past is even a mystery to Byleth themselves because Gerald doesn't really talk like talking about his dead wife, as one would assume. Yeah. Me neither. I always um, talk about my dead wife. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I can't get her to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> She's Wait, dead sorry, and she I keeps on yapping. No, those are, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, tell me about it. And her heart keeps beating under the floorboards. I can't, I can't get it to stop. I'm not fucking crazy. I'm not. Listen, it's loud as shit. Right there and there and there. 
<laughs> Look, if she didn't have the fucking eye, it was gross. <laughs> Yeah, so eyes. let's get let's eye. get let's stop talking about her, my dead wife. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, so the, it's Fire Emblem three houses, right? So there's three houses. Oh, sorry, um, Gerald. So when you return to the church, you uh get, also get hired to work as like a teacher. But you're, like, the same age as the students, um, but it's because you're, like, a, uh, sorry, I keep saying you because I'm, like, I'm Byleth, <laughs> but Byleth is, like, their own character and is not supposed to be yeah. you. <laughs> sorry. Um, but Byleth works as a teacher but is the same age as the students, and your decision in this game is to pick a house, um, the Black Eagles um, led the leader is Edelgard. Uh, the Blue Lions, uh, the leader is Dimitri. Or the Golden Deer, which is Claude. Which one's the good one? Are, are, are these not the team names for the Legend of the I Rings was literally Empire? just gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> and the Wait, Silver what? Monkey. I thought it was a green monkey and um, <laughs> oh, purple silver something. I don't know. That yeah. show fucks. <laughs> that show's so fucking <laughs> show rocks. Uh, but I want Adriana to tell me which one's the good one. Yes, me too. Yeah, you should tell me which um, one's the good one. The good one is Golden Deer because it has Claude I, in it. I, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Claude. Anything with Claude the deer is, is good. Yeah, I like deer. <laughs> yeah. Also, Edogard, listen, I'm not here to talk about the details of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just giving the background of how we're getting to my next point, yeah. hmm. which is why... Claude uh, should be bisexual. Ooh. Amazing. Oh, all right, cool. Okay, so who is Claude? So Claude is the the with the golden deer. Um, I picked him for my first route in the game because he's hot. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but also, I fell in love with him through the story because he's just. He's amazing. Oh. Like he's cunning. He's intelligent. He's funny. He does a bunch of schemes. He's a guy I walking around. What could be better than this? He's cool. Yeah, you love I schemes. I am. I will go on record as this: possibly the greatest lover of schemes, mischief, and trickery. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. General tomfoolery. Shenanigans, even. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't think anyone could contest. Nobody that. could contest. <laughs> I grant you this title. Thank so you. I can't even begin to. Uh, I was like genuinely trying to figure out how to describe him, but I'm like, it's hard for me to be able to describe him because I don't think I can have enough words to convey how amazing he is. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Um, uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> But he's he's super cool and he's he's a little bit fruity, okay? Sorry. No wonder Remy likes him. <laughs> so um I have in my notes here, um, parentheses. A lot of this is from my own experience, but I also got help from a video titled Claude is Bisexual by Memo 
DXX on YouTube. Friend of the podcast. For a refresher. I don't know. Not a friend of the podcast. (laughs) Could be a friend of the podcast, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I I watched the YouTube video for a refresher and to gain some quotes from the game and stuff. So, evidence. And I wrote down in my notes, this tastes a little fruity to me. Um, there is a ball scene, a ball, like a dance. Oh, I was like, whoa. The ball is. <laughs> Just seeing that <laughs> swinging the fray down. Are we talking, we're talking like labyrinth ballroom? <laughs> Don't say that, no. Blue, and I will get horny. <laughs> there's no Stop, ballroom in those no. trousers. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's yeah. a ball. It's a, it's a, like a, it's like a school, school ball. So it's like kind of, it's like. It's like not oh, as I love lame a school dance. I love a school dance. dance episode, though. Yeah, no, it's fine. right. It's not, it's not an episode. But you yes, know, you know what it's you a mean. very special episode. I know what you mean. <laughs> yes. So, um, in this ball scene, uh, it's a cutscene. So it's like an actual animated uh, uh, scene, and you're shown, and with whichever Byleth is picked, Claude. Um, uh, reaches out to grab Byleth's hand and drags them out to dance. Oh. Um, oh. And in the scene, in the in the cutscene, you only see girls and boys dancing together. You don't see any any freaking nonsense oh. like <laughs> boys. But nonsense. Um, if you pick the male Byleth model, um, Claude is shown. Like he, this the cutscene is the same, and uh, Byleth's hands in either model are different. Oh. So the cutscene, the only difference is which hands you get held, which but it's overall the same. Claude still picks you to dance, oh. like drags you out to the dance. So Claude is bisexual. Yeah. So Claude is bisexual. So we're done. Yeah, it sounds like we're good. <sighs> I feel like we've done. No. That. I want to hear more. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate no, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to dive into some quotes that Claude says to Byleth. Um, again, regardless of which model you picked. Um, he says, now that we know each other, our hearts are connected. Whoa. Next quote. I've been anticipating that magic moment when your tactics and my schemes entwined, and you did not disappoint. I love it when me and my partners get our tactics and our schemes intertwined. <laughs> yeah, that's actually some shit I would say. <laughs> what is it's this a magic Megan moment. This is NSFW. Hijinks. Yeah, High sorry jinx guys. This is, a, this is prime NSFW content. Um, he also says... That's the brain cell, the horny episode. <laughs> that's oh, every those episode. are... That's every yeah, episode. Every episode. <laughs> I'm really glad every I didn't episode. include any horny content in my discussion of the President Kevin Oh, Bond. that wasn't supposed to be horny? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh. Okay, and then, so this next quote. No matter who or what you really are, I'll always be on your side. You can't count on much in this world, but you can count on that. Oh, that's just sweet. That's very sweet. Um, 
in the S support, which um, for marriage. our N- S support means marriage crash course. S support is like the final step of dialogue and that you are like bound to yeah, this person, because right? Fire Emblem respects purity. Yes. <laughs> um, he tells you that he wants to his whole like character arc is that he wants to create a better world for which they live in because Claude is um in the most like like uh for the purpose of our argument he's like a biracial uh biracial uh student oh, cool. and he is from an immigrant quote uh country and he is now in a position of power in the, like, d- more dominant country. Cool. So he wants to create a better world and basically dismantle, like, systematic and, like, like all that oppression, oppressive yeah. stuff. Oh. He's amazing. Hell yeah. I love him. So nice. he tells Byleth that he wants to create a better world where he, he and Byleth can be together. Oh. And he says... But before long, I realized what I really wanted was to see that new world with you by my side. Oh my gosh. This is some Nothing gay will shit. stop me from coming back. Aww. There's no way I'm gonna let you go. You know that, don't you? My gay little heart. God. So. I wish that was me. This is all, this is all, like, this is all coded. This is what he says. This is what he says regardless, mm-hmm. right? Of what, um, what, what character, what, uh, model you pick. Um, now, with, uh, with this evidence, you're beginning to be like, hey, he sounds like a fruit. Maybe Byleth can S-support him regardless of whichever gender you picked, right? I would hope so. Wrong. Okay. They were so uh, close. They were so We were close. so close. He the instas fails again to make canon. They're clearly queer characters. It sure um, as hell seems like they had uh, Claude very yeah. bisexual energy coming from Claude, right? But you weren't allowed to portray a bisexual character. Um, and the thing, so let's, so I have now my next part of the this argument. Is the game reasons why he should have been. So these are like mechanics in the game that I, or or plot or story elements that I think makes it not as difficult. Like this, it shouldn't have been a problem. Like Mm -hmm. he should have been by. Um, It wouldn't have been that hard because the C through A supports, which are the like, uh, uh, the dialogues leading up to the marriage, are the exact same for each Byleth. Oh my gosh. Hmm. Um, Dimitri, which is the leader of the Blue Lions, and Claude, they're both so in love with Byleth. It's absurd. Um, when I played Blue Lions Route um, with Dimitri, I literally was like swooned. I was swooned. <laughs> um, he wasn't my type, but I really liked him, and even if they were like, we can't we can't have too many, like, we can't have too many queers. We can't have all of them be queer. Yes, you can. Right? Even if that yeah. was the case. There's, there's no way that, like, more than two queer people would ever be in a room together. 
<laughs> only, yeah, yeah. It's the, the nature of things. Only a handful exist on Earth at any given time. It's a cosmic... <laughs> exactly. Ex- no. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I If I had to pick one of Dimitri and Claude to be by, I would pick Claude because, like, I, I don't think that Dimitri and Claude love Byleth any less, or, like, you know, I don't think that they're, like, there's levels to this. I just think but Claude has the more bisexual energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Edelgard of Black Eagles is actually a woman-loving woman option. Oh. Um, with Ew. the female Byleth model, you can marry Edelgard. Oh. And, oh. Um, but they were like, again, we can't have all of them be gay. We can only have one. Right. And let's make it the woman. Right. Because that's less, that's less, uh, you know. Uh, because when exactly. women do it, it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So I feel like they should have had one, uh, a WLW option and an MLM option, which is Edelgard, and I, I am declaring Claude. That's what they should have done. Because allow me to fuck anyone I fucking want to, (laughs) because it's a video game, and I should be allowed. Exactly. My pansexual ass should be catered to at all times. (laughs) Exactly, all times. Um, again, it wouldn't have been that hard because the the dialogue is already in the game. The only thing to implement is the model. Right. It's oh, yeah. Hey, it's wait, not difficult. Adriana, um, not saying you... that I know. Yeah. Can Can you go back to the part where you said, um, "Can Can you say that that as a woman you can marry Idleguard again?" Yeah. Um, as a woman, you can you can marry Idleguard because she she is the. <laughs> got right. Got him. Right, guys. Got him. You gotta. Got him. Not, right. it. not yeah, only am you. I cutting that, but I'm cutting you. No, no guys. Out of the yeah, voice. Did you get it? No, no. You're allowed to say my wife. Edelgard technically is very nice. I'm the new Lucy. I'm taking your spot for a show. Hey, hey. I'm the new permanent. One of my last game reasons why I think that Claude should have been by is because this is the stupidest reason, but it's funny, is that a lot of Fire Emblem archers, and Claude is an archer, are gay. Um, and some of them are even can- canonically gay. Is that a euphemism? Um, archers being gay? What's- <laughs> I don't know. It might the be, bow and arrow but I don't is care. like the penis. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways... It's a it's a it's a stupid reason. It's mostly a joke that reason because I was like it's funny, <laughs> but, um, so there are actually more uh, gay options in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, I will list to you guys the the female options, the girl options, the the hot babes. We have Edelgard, which is a main character. This is a main character in the storyline that is confirmed by. Um, Dorothea, again, she's from the Black Eagles, she's a commoner songstress, but she's one of My the wife. characters that is in your army. I, I'd say she's a main character if you pick, if you pick Black Eagles. So, you know? Huh. Um, Mercedes. Um, she's... <laughs> she's 
not the car. She's she's a very lovely, uh, lovely girl. She's <laughs> I have in my notes. I want a church girl that go to church and read her Bible <laughs> uh, because she is churchy. Trad car. <laughs> she is churchy. She's she's like a she's a healer. So healers tend to vibe with the church mm. um, for some reason. Then we have Rhea, which is actually the bishop of the church. So the the wait. bishop of the church can be gay. Oh my god. That is, that is wait, god damn it. So you, wait, okay, I'm sorry. I'm getting mad about this because you're telling me they have mm-hmm. all the gay. Mm-hmm. They have so much of this. Buckets uh-huh. of gay. Uh-huh. But they wouldn't allow you to play a bisexual character? A bisexual man. Men can't. Oh, oh, men God can't do forbid. that. God forbid. There are like no. three bisexual yeah, yeah. men that exist. Or yeah, I will I get to into this. I card to become pansexual. for sure. I will. I will get back into this. You make an amazing point. I will get back into this. I'm just. I'm just so like. The, there's so much, and they didn't. No, right. Because you're like absolutely it, it's right. Icky. This is why I'm upset about yeah. it. I'm. I'm there um, with you. I think so, I'm there now. Once you started listing yeah. so many of these, I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. And then the last WLW option is Sothis, which is the god living inside your mind. So, so that's the lesbian fantasy. But anyways, so now yeah. that's though that fine selection of women are the the options that you get if you pick the female bi- mob. So now I will list to you guys the the MLM options that we do have. Um you guys are not going to be happy with any of mm-hmm. this and I'm telling you now. Um the first one is Gilbert, Ew. who is a crusty religious dad that I put parentheses, not a DILF, because he abandoned his daughter, and in the S support, he swears his allegiance to you because in Blue Lion's <laughs> route, you become the bishop. So essentially, this MLM option is not actually MLM. He's just a guy that he's just working. He just declares that he's going to work for you. That's not a relationship. That's That's not unhealthy. So that's not it's not so it's not a relationship. He's not declaring relationship. It's is this the character that Brian David Gilbert was upset? Was so the it's only not even that had his name. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds right. I feel like probably it even count. Yeah. Probably. Also, his um, name's Gilbert. It's not relationship. He's not being romantic at all. He's just t- literally just being like, "I'm, I'm your, I work for you." It's extremely unhealthy relationship standards. For sure. Yeah. Um, the next one, which is Alois, and Alois has a wife and kids. Oh my god! And also, god damn. And also watched you grow up, and he calls himself your big brother. Oh, and so they're they're basically no. taking every path to have plausible deniability that these men aren't kissing, right? Uh huh. Interesting. Yeah, and he calls himself in the S support your most faithful ally. Oh no. Hi. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what I tell my boyfriends a lot. Yeah. Know? They are worthy of my <laughs> exactly. grace. Exactly. They are worthy of my grace. <laughs> So the last MLM option is Linhart. And this is the only MLM option that is actually a character yeah. that is your age. Oh my god. And 
from my own perspective, he is the most arrow ace person in this game. Mm. But he also looks feminine, so it's okay because Linhart can be confused as a girl. Oh. Yeah. Because... Because yeah. queer, queer men are only acceptable if there is one distinct masculine and one distinct feminine. And thereby denying uh, yeah, any, like, yeah. like freaking romance that is then queer. Then it's not gay. You I'm know? in pain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in physical pain. So, like, there, um, there's really n- not... <laughs> there's really... There's... There's really Sick no place. MLM. And I'm sure that, like, all. even the, like, women-loving women options, there's... I, I, I'm just, like, guessing here, but there's probably, like... You know how we just expect, yeah, like, really oh, women can MLM kiss. Option. That's just intimate friendship. I feel like there's, like, plaus- right. more plausible deniability there. So, like, they were comfortable doing that, but they're like, if it's men, they're gonna pork, and that's disgusting, so they can't even... They have to the make sure that-, <laughs> that it's very clear that it's, like, I'm your ally. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's disgusting. I'm that here. I can't kiss all of my dude friends because we have close friendships is a shame. <laughs> why would you not yeah. just? Why would you not just make everyone bisexual? I don't. It's a video game. Obviously, it's a video it, game. That's how I like, play I, The Sims. <laughs> yeah, I understand the like aspect of like it's a lot to write all the dialogue and to have it unique, but that's. You know, at this point, at this point, but in they Fire went Island. out of their way to make exactly. all the MLM characters or the, the options bullshit. Exactly. Um, and side note: the queer characters in Fire Emblem Fates are just like there's only two of them, and they're pretty bad as well. Um, but yeah. Um, so this is why I believe that Claude should be bi, and that he should have been another main character that was bi, and I feel like Inces really, like, just, like, thinks that only queer relationships are, that are acceptable are if they're women, because we fetishize them. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. like, one has to be feminine-looking and traditional, you yeah. know? Which is, like, not... This not what queerness is. Not the slightest. It could be if it, if people want to be. Like, if people who are in a relationship do show those traits of being traditional... Yeah, obviously. That's on them, you know? That's their... That's how they present themselves, you know? Yeah, of course. But, but this game is actively trying to not, like, own up to... They were like, "You'll be, you'll be, you'll be happy with whatever we give you. You'll be happy with Linhart. <laughs> you, of course, you want the twink. You don't want the bear. You don't want yeah. the freaking. There's literally up. this guy who would be perfect bear material. His name is Raphael. He's amazing. <laughs> He's oh, so nice. sweet. And he even him him and his best friend freaking." Ignats are freaking gay. Oh, no. Like you cannot tell me that I they're just, not like childhood friends to I just lovers. Feel like in a game where like you, I don't know if it's the same mechanics as the other games, but like where you spend all of your time like shipping everybody and shipping yourself with everybody, mm-hmm. like 
I mm-hmm. don't think that the mechanics should necessarily be that like anyone has like you don't need to change the dialogue based on the gender of the player right. character. Nope. Exactly. You don't need to. And they don't. They typically don't. But they just, for some reason, are like, you can't have the S support that is exactly the same. Yeah. Video games have proven time and time again that development teams for major gaming companies do not want to even try. To but the crazy thing is that, that, like, you can just use they, them pronouns for everything. Yeah, if, like, a homophobe was playing this fucking game, like, mm-hmm. they just wouldn't. <clears throat> They just they just right. wouldn't do queer pairings. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 all heated now. No, for sure. This, um, this whole conversation good, has me spicy. Um Yeah, same. There are so this is a side note. I sorry if I'm going on way too long. No, but no. I, I went some... on for forty five minutes about a fake <laughs> Um but side note is that some like same-sex friendships, quote unquote, give you a cutscene at the end of the game, and they like give you a little blurb of their life. Oh my god! And like literally, some of them are the queerest things I've ever read. <laughs> like this one is like for Felix and Sylvain is like he they swore to die together because they're childhood friends and that when one of them died like the other mourned for several years and was never okay and That's what bros do. like this the sword that there was a mag- mag- magically appeared sword that was the sword of the friend and landed in their like in front of their house and is delivered to them oh. <sighs> so gay I'm sad. And freaking Hilda and Marianne, who are like, I like, I will care for you so much. And like, ugh, I forgot what they said, but they were like, basically like, we're gonna be in love and we're gonna be like librarians or something together. That's uh, and, like, the librarian thing is definitely gay. I I'm gonna that okay that one might have been listen I. Don't remember it, but I remember reading it and I was like, this is the queen. You had me at library. They're for they're for sure lesbians. Like you can't deny me. One is blue and one is pink. Like <laughs> I like you can't make it up. I'm sorry, I'm right uh, here. What? Um but yeah, sorry, um Claude should be gay. Sh- should be bi. Bi 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 representation. Sorry for talking a lot. Why I'm not sorry, sorry for saying Claude should be bi. I mean, I'm. I hate it when you talk on our podcast. Episode, but yeah, <laughs> it, it would seem that that is the point of the See, but the, it's not for me though. It's yeah, not me though. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. But yeah, that's that's all I have. Um, thank you so much. Thank you guys. I. I'm. I'm. I'm calming down. Got a little angry. You. you. I'm a little, little <laughs> yeah. Angry. Yeah, I'm still pretty angry. Uh, no, but I'm calming down. Because, I'm still pretty angry because um, I'm about to talk about. I'm about to talk about some. Some. Uh, oh, you're gonna talk about something? The horse show for babies. Mm, oh, yay. some moop, 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 moop fem. Moop, moop, moop. All right. Uh, wait, Lucy, you have to give me permission now. For what? To start, because you're the chooser. We need consent. Oh. You're the choose master. 
You got a consent. Okay, cool. So oh, my little no, pony no, 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 no. friendship is <laughs> perish. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. You have permission. <laughs> so my little pony friendship is magic. Uh, we, we've talked about this before on the show. Friend of the podcast. Um, <laughs> friend of the podcast. The entire show is the you friend. Know, the Generation Four yeah. series of uh, of the My Little Pony. <laughs> the TV ponies anthology. We don't talk about Generation 2. We don't talk about Generation 2. They're weird and they're long, and I don't like them. <laughs> All right, well, I have to Google something now. What All right. Um, so the, the, uh, the seasons of the show always began and ended with a two-part adventure arc. Um, and these oh, absolutely right. ripped. But bronies yeah. usually yes. hated them because they have no taste, or I think they were, yeah. like, expecting the avatar the last airbender finale in two episodes of a horse show made for babies um <laughs> i really don't know what they wanted um but uh i think they rolled because they almost always introduced a fun new villain and i love my little pony villains because they don't bore you with like a nuanced ideology or a tragic backstory they're genuine they're generally just um out for power and to cause problems <laughs> For yeah, example, I um, love that chaotic energy. Speaking, yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, for example, one of my favorite My Little Pony villains is the God of Chaos, Discord. So. Discord. He just wants to fuck around. Um, he just wants to howl at the moon. He just wants to howl at the moon. Um, like so with the, with the exception of Starlight Glimmer. So welcome, welcome, you guys. This is. The anti-communism arc of My Little Pony Friendship. Oh, no. <laughs> what? No. What? <laughs> oh, what? my gosh. So when I say anti-communism, I don't mean communism. I'm more like talking about your crazy uncle who shouts about Ponyism. cultural Marxism at Thanksgiving. Um, uh, okay. The ideology presented isn't communism, but it like definitely looks like what right-wing people think that communism looks like. And I'll go into God. that more. Um, so this is the season five two-part opener, and I'm going to actually start by giving some context on the season four finale, both to give an example of, like, your average adventure arc and to kind of make sense of some of the stuff that's going on in the beginning. All right. So (laughs) the average adventure arc episode. Uh, the premise of the season four finale is that T-Rex, a demon centaur who eats magic escapes from Tartarus and is trying sounds, to eat all the magic. That sounds cool as Tartar shit. Tartar sauce. Yeah, he's, he's fucking rat. What the fuck? <laughs> um, a bunch of stuff happens, but uh, Twilight eventually sacrifices her magic and the magic of the other princesses that she was, like, holding on to for safekeeping uh, in exchange for her friend's safety. And... Um, and so that's kind of like the low point is like, oh, how are we going to get him? Uh, but they defeat T-Rex right. by opening up a chest that grew out of the Tree of Harmony. You know, you guys know the Tree of Harmony. The, tr- the magic tree that glows magic jewels called the Elements of Harmony that when put together can literally nerf any anyone. Make oh. Yes, with I'm rainbows. familiar with yes, God Mighty. Of course. <laughs> Of course, I knew this. I and you guys also know that they, in, in a previous arc, they returned the Elements of Harmony back to the tree because the tree was dying and the mm-hmm. Everfree Forest was going to yeah. kill them. And, and when they bring we, them we together, they can come summon this. Captain Planet. That's right? that's what it is. It's it's like that. It's definitely that. Captain Planet. 
Um, <laughs> so they defeat T-Rex by opening up this chest that grew out of the Tree of Harmony. Um, and each... They have these keys that were actually objects that they got as gifts from people that they helped in the past. So there were a couple of episodes in within, like, season four where they got gifts that uh, that had, like, themes that were related to their elements of harmony. So the, the elements of harmony are literally, like, each of laughter. the ponies has a different one that represents them. Yeah, laughter. Courage. Generosity, Ooh. whatever. Um, uh, so when they had episodes that, like, loyalty. reflected that, they, um, they got a special gift that kind of, like, it, it kind of glowed rainbow when they got it. And it was like, oh, maybe no. this, 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 this might come in handy later. Um, so all of these... It's like a mouse tool. So all of these... <laughs> Chekhov's celestial artifacts. Yeah. Okay, cool. And all of these objects, including my favorite one, which is a rubber chicken gifted to Pinkie Pie by the Weird Owl Pony. Um, <laughs> I have... That was a lot of words. A need the one she married. That was a lot of words you right? just said. So, there was so many words. So there's a Weird Owl Pony. Um, his name is Cheese Sandwich. He's voiced by Weird Owl. He looks like Weird Owl, and he and Pinkie Pie uh, bone. I am incensed <laughs> that it is not... He was not named uh, Twinkie Wiener Sandwich. <laughs> and Why was he not named... Um... That's for all you UHF fans out there. <laughs> um... Weird pal. <laughs> Weird pal. Oh, perfect. So true. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but then they, they do have children together, so, like... Uh, anyway. Hey, what? Uh, and all of these... All, right. all of these objects uh, open the chest. They turn into keys. They open the chest, and they get these cool, like, magical girl rainbow transformations. Uh, blah oh, blah. Yeah. Rainbow magic sends T Rex back to Tartarus. The the usual My Little Pony villain death is that they just like shoot them with rainbows, and then like they, they, that's they stop. What, that's what that's what the gay agenda exactly. is. Exactly. Um. So it's uh the chest itself actually flies off into the distance, plants itself into the ground, and grows a giant crystal tree castle. Which is convenient oh. because Twilight's old home, a tree library house, got destroyed in the Battle of T-Rex. <laughs> and because she was complaining about not having a kingdom or anything to do as a princess earlier in the episode. Um, Why oh the my God. fuck <laughs> is the pony show have the same depth of lore as, like, Lord of the Rings? So when they go <laughs> to check out the castle, they find a throne room with six thrones and a mini throne for Spike. They didn't forget Spike this time. Um... Thank God. And uh, a map table in the middle that makes this look like a war chamber. It's like a friendship chamber. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so season five, episode Sometimes one. Sometimes friendship means duels to the death. I don't know how to tell so you. So season five, episode one of My Little Pony is called The Cutie Map because when the main six sit on their little crystal thrones, images of their cutie marks. Do you guys know? That? That's that's their tramp yeah. stamp. That's a little butt yeah. tattoo. The tramp stamp. Okay. Um, cool, cool, cool appear floating o- above a location on the map, and they decide that the map is probably telling them that they need to go there. Um, so they arrive in this creepy dystopian village where the citizens have, like, uncomfortable smiles, the same three hairdos, and noticeably the same cutie mark, a black equal sign. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Weird. What you're describing mm-hmm. is not <laughs> your uncle's brand of communism. Mm-hmm. It's the climax of fucking mm-hmm. 
We'll a wrinkle in time. There oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. 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 Are they ruled by a giant brain? No, they're ruled by, uh, this is a good segue, Starlight Glimmer. Um, right. So for some reason, she, Twilight Sparkle, and Sunset Shimmer from Equestria Girls all have like the same naming convention. It's like something about it's sunset, like something about sisters. sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're not related sisters. at all. Um, apparently it has to do with the fact that they all have, like, magic talents, but there's other ponies that have magic talents that don't have that name, that naming convention, so <laughs> they don't try. Um, but Starlight Glimmer claims that, t- that the town represents, quote-unquote, true friendship, where no one is special, no one argues, and everyone is equal. Oh, wow. Okay, no. so who wrote... <laughs> who wrote... <laughs> they all have to use the same toothbrush thing. <laughs> Why it is the base of like anti-communist sentiments that mm-hmm. equality is bad? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well. So uh, I'm gonna continue um, okay. because, but also it's... like the necessity of equality needing to sap you of all personality. Yeah, yeah. no, it does sap them of all personality, and we'll get to that. They t- the. <laughs> So Sugar Belle, uh, she's this baker pony who actually later um, gets, this is mostly for Adriana, but she gets married to Big Macintosh, and it's really cute. Um, but it's really cute. Uh, but, uh, like she Macintosh. isn't allowed to bake anything good because she isn't allowed to be better at anything than anyone. This sucks. What the <laughs> So she like I, I there's a point where so she like stupid. makes muffins and they're like oh are you are you good at baking and she's like not any better than anyone else. Oh my um, god! So it kind of gives off like I don't I don't know if you guys had to read this but um, a Harrison Bergeron vibe. Yeah, yeah. Where like every that. everyone in the town is brought down to the same yes, level and they're that's exactly what I was thinking. They're not allowed to have like unique talents or be exceptional in anything, and it's the antithesis to the philosophy of My Little Pony's cutie marks, which represent like a special talent, personality trait, or interest that makes a pony special and unique, and there's like magic involved with it that like your cutie mark is like a part of your soul, basically. Um Right. And so they meet Sugarbell in what seems to be like this secret resistance meeting in which he explains to them that Starlight Glimmer uses the staff of sameness to take away each pony's cutie mark and stores them inside of a vault. At the end of the first episode, Starlight Glimmer brings the ponies to the vault at the request of Twilight and Starlight asks how they heard about the staff in the vault. Uh, when Pinkie Pie told her, th- tells her about like the secret resistance meeting, uh, Starlight is like, because uh, <laughs> she's an idiot. Um, Why? Starlight becomes suspicious of them and traps them, using the staff to take away each of their cutie marks and store them inside the vault. Um, so, and that's the end the of episode vault. one. The soul vault. The soul vault. They take a chunk of their soul and they put it in the vault. <laughs> So episode two of the arc opens to the main six trapped. Uh, by the way, when I say the main six, I'm talking about like the main six characters. I don't. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, the main six trapped inside of one of the village homes with each of their cutie marks gone. Because of this, Twilight loses her magic. Rarity loses her sense of fashion. Pinkie Pie is less cheerful. <laughs> Rainbow Dash is slow. Fluttershy can no longer talk to animals. And Applejack. Um, becomes less country. <laughs> like, oh no! What? Like she can't say like country anymore. No, was that her she talent? She can't say y'all. <laughs> her, talent, her talent. Her talent. Her talent. Her talent. Apple. 
Shut the... <laughs> you no, say that um, like it's not awesome. No, okay. It, it, her talent is kind of... Tending apples. I well, love the implication that... <laughs> it, it has to do with like with like it can also just be like the thing that makes you special and I think the thing that makes Applejack special is like her connection to her family and her farm so like you know whatever <laughs> oh it's so okay. the farm went into the soul vault the, uh, the farm is in the soul vault um so <laughs> episode title baby apparently <laughs> each day since they're captured uh, Starlight Glimmer has let the main six out, asked them if they're ready to join the society yet, and then locked them back in when they refused. Um, but but this oh day... Oh my god. This sounds like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Um, this day, Fluttershy agrees to join them. And this plan works because initially Fluttershy was, like, kind of into the society. She was like, you know, it might be kind of neat if people were, like, nice to each other. Um... <laughs> So Starlight allows Fluttershy to join on the condition that she outs the ponies who told the main six about the staff of sameness. Uh, and luckily one of them confesses before she has to. And he was like, I acted alone. His name is Party Favor. Um, he's another party pony. King. There's, there's, party there's a couple favor. of party ponies. If I, I a clan of party ponies. If I was like, a pony, my name would probably name? be like Party Favor or like... Um, Glory hole or something like that. Ecstasy. <laughs> Free use. Yeah. <laughs> Ecstasy accident. Or like a... Um, <laughs> but no, bar, they don't lose their names. Because mistake. There's something weird about pony names where like they don't get their names at the same time as their cutie marks. So like they're just what? named things. And then a lot of times it just... We're expected to believe that it just happens to align with their cutie mark. The cutie mark so is like a, is like a puberty thing. It's like a what came first, the egg or the the chicken? Right, exactly. What came first, the rainbow dash or the rainbow dash? Um. <laughs> wow. So true. Uh, Amazing. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, all right. So, uh, <laughs> Fluttershy is allowed to stay in Starlight Glimmer's house with her while her home is being built. And, uh, uh, it seems kind of the uh, main six is, huh? Seems kind of uh... Uh, no, but yes, uh, everything about this show is kind of uh, um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the main six's cutie marks are brought to their house in like little jars, which I think is funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at one point, Starlight trips over a bucket of water, spilling it all over herself, and revealing that her equal sign cutie mark is a fake. And she still has her regular cutie mark. Oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Who so is... she still has her magic. Oh, oh, I see. Because the leader oh. of the Soviet Union is a member of the bourgeoisie. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, right. The next morning, when the main six are once again released from their prison, Fluttershy dumps water on Starlight, revealing to the entire town that her cutie mark is a fake. And the entire town just immediately turns on her. <laughs> It's her cutie mark. It becomes the purge, <laughs> but for ponies. Yeah, they're like, I, I guess they just no longer believe in, or they maybe never did believe in their ideology, but like, they're just like, well, if she's not following it, fuck if I am. I'm gonna go get my fucking cutie mark back, and they go like, rampage fuck the you, vault. I've got mine. Okay. I mean, like, the, the overall question is like, if everyone is the same, why is this one person getting to not be the right. same? And so, you know, um, thereby. Yeah. 
denied. I, I see what you mean by this being like a weird analogy for what your uncle thinks communism is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even what the first time I watched this, I think I think actually the first time I watched this was my freshman year of college, and I watched this and I was sitting there like, fucking, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> What? So there are some cool chase sequences. The cutie mark vault and the jars containing the main six's cutie marks are both sh- are all shattered, and everyone's restored to normal. Starlight Glimmer escapes, um, but the town doesn't really seem to care, and they just throw a big cool party, and that's the end of the episode. Um, I want to share with you guys a quote. This is a radio broadcast that I think that uh, Starlight Glimmer shares every day with the town. Um, In sameness, there is peace. Exceptionalism is a lie. Free yourself from your cutie mark. Choose equality as your special talent. Difference is frustration. To excel is to fail. Be your best by never being your best. Conformity will set you three. Set you free. Oh. Accept my your limitations God. and happiness will follow. You're no better than your friend. Why are the ponies exercising double think? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is going on? You know, the horse show made for someone babies. Read, I hate this. Someone read 1984 exactly. and was like, what if we put it in the horse show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, this isn't revealed mu- until like a way later episode. Like, I think it's the season five finale. But the reason that Starlight Glimmer founded this village in the first place was because when her childhood best friend Sunburst got his cutie mark in magic, he moved to Canterlot to study and it made her sad and jealous. <laughs> So she's like, no more. Clearly, it's the cutie mark that's the problem. That's, um, um, wow. So you mentioned that the cutie marks were in jars. Mm -hmm. Don't. (laughs) No, that's, I wasn't gonna say anything about that, I promise. I was gonna ask if I could eat them. Oh, probably. Cool. Oh, man, I would love to eat, like... Fluttershy's cutie mark. Mm. What's the, what does pony soul taste Dude, like? They should make like lucky charms that look like the. Oh, I agree. Oh, so cute. That'd be a... cut that out. Cut that out. We need to market that. So, um, Starlight Starlight returns in the season five finale to torture Twilight in <laughs> literally one of the most brutal episodes of the entire show. It's literally horrifying she keeps like sending her back through alternate realities where her town becomes an apocalypse zone hell yeah and torturing her with it this sounds tight hey (laughs) hey lucy doesn't this sound like uh part five yes yeah she fucking requiemed her Um, (laughs) and uh so uh twilight eventually decides you know what this this person who put me through the most hell that I've maybe ever been through. Um, I'm going to reform her and teach her about true friendship because the show needs a new framing device for friendship lessons every couple seasons. There's been like, in the first season, she uh, Twilight has to learn friendship lessons and write letters to the princess that she's learning about friendship. And like, there's like a journal in, in other episodes. In later episodes, she like forms a school of friendship and is teaching other people about it. <laughs> freaking Celestia is just like a freaking therapist. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally the plot of like the first season of My Little Pony is Celestia is like, hey, 
you've been learning magic under me for a while, um, but I need you to learn about friendship and write me an essay every week about what you learned about friendship. <laughs> Buck wild. Friendship 101. Please get out of my fucking castle and make some goddamn friends. <laughs> um, so, like, as weird as it all is, Starlight Glimmer from season six onward is actually one of my favorite characters on the show. Um, is she the one that you showed me? She's... The, per- the blue one? No, that's Trixie, my favorite... But they oh. become best friends, girlfriends. Um, oh, Trixie is my favorite yeah. pony on the entire show. Um, and what I like about Starlight Glimmer is that, like, she learns about friendship and she understands, like, she genuinely becomes a better person and learns how to, like, be friends with people. But she always kind of has, like, an edge... And like jaded sarcasm to her, that. which I think so is really fun like the, in this fucking baby aw. show. She's like the Vegeta. That's, a, that's of lovely. My Little Pony. Yeah, and she <laughs> and Trixie are best friends. And Trixie's like, Trixie's main character trait is that she's annoying, <laughs> and so <laughs> they have a really good dynamic. And um, that's so cute. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about Trixie because uh, she's my favorite. But I do, I do kind of want to talk about her later when I, I want to talk about my favorite arc of the series, which is they do a lot in that. But um, yes, Trixie is a unicorn who, like, unicorns are the ones who can do magic, but she's right. not good at magic, so she's a stage magician. Oh my god. Um, and she pretends like she's really good at magic, but she's just like really good at sleight of hand. Oh. And I'm obsessed with her. Multi class a wizard with a rogue. What the That's so fuck? funny. And then you'd think that people would be like, I know what this is about because they're they know magic is literally real. Yeah. And but then they're like, I'm still astonished. No, yeah, she's she and pretends it's like it's real. It's so fun. Um, so during, uh, I, I, I found this on the wiki, apparently during production, they referred to Starlight as Mayor Marks, so, um, this proves my point. <laughs> no. um, oh, oh my god. But from, from, like, a personal friendship perspective, I think that the lesson is good, because it's, like, arguing that you don't need to be the same as your friends in order to love and appreciate each other, and that, like, you should boost up each other's talents and stuff. Right. Which is good. And not do a totalitarian regime where you <laughs> suck everyone's souls. Into <laughs> That's the the thing, yeah, don't do that with your is friends. Is that it really comes across as a, as a commentary on like social Marxism and the idea that leftists want to take away people's individuality for the sake of equality. Except that <laughs> and what I wanted to oh, what I also wanted to argue, this is the last point that I'm gonna argue, but like Okay. Ponyville, the town that Twilight lives in is way more of a communist society than this fucking village is. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Because, like, they still have a currency and, like, some semblance of class structures because there's, there's, like, a couple... There's one family in the town whose cutie marks literally are about being rich. But there's, like... Ah, yes, my (laughs) special talent. Yeah, there's, like, no sign of poverty. There's no sign of poverty, though, and there's no real sign of, like... (laughs) inequality that you see between the people um and uh pretty much everyone gets like personal fulfillment out of their work they own the means of production everyone gets to better their community through providing unique services like the idea of everyone having a cutie mark that's like this is the thing that i love and it's the thing that i provide to my community 
<laughs> that's fucking right. communist. That's that's so commie. I love it. Like, it's so funny. It's a socialist utopia. But, for <laughs> but they're horses. also like, no poor people. No poor ponies. But mm-hmm. we want the anti-communism <laughs> episode. Like, because there's no real, like, I think that you could argue that, like, oh, it's a kid's show, so you want everyone to feel like they're fine. But, like, right? Applejack lives on a farm, and she's literally talked about, like, Applejack has lived in the city before, and she's like, I just don't like it. I like living a simple life. I don't care about clothes. I don't care about, like, this yeah. is the life that I want to live. And then for, like, the people who want to live, like, these elite, elaborate lifestyles, they just do. Yeah. So, like, there is a currency, but it, it doesn't seem like a very capitalist society you know what i mean right Mm -hmm. it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) i love that but yeah that's that's my spiel for today um spectacular uh there's there are so many things that happen in this goddamn show i dig it (laughs) (laughs) this sounds dope it's a good show i um it doesn't handle so much lore it doesn't always handle it's like action very well because like obviously they just beat him up with rainbows every time yeah but But also that's kind of that's what i do though but the villains are still fun to like watch go around especially discord because he's just funny to watch he goes around Um, so um plugs uh yeah we're gonna do little plugs um you can follow me on twitter or tiktok at lunar drool Oh, you can hi. Hi, I'm Adriana. Hey, Adriana. Um. Uh, you can follow me at Vulu, which is spelled V V O O L O O, on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. If you want to. I want to. Yay. Um. Hi. You can follow me on um most forms of social media. Uh, at Macchiato underscore Punk. Um, I'm taking a break from Twitter right now, but um, for the most part, I'm like pretty funny. I don't know. Yeah, um, you're super. Funny. You're pretty funny. And you. when I'm uh, not like exhausted, I uh, I really like writing reviews on Letterboxd, which I think I'm under the same at there. Um, Brad. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Adriana too. is also really good on Letterboxd, and so is Remy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, I I really like movies. Um, I'm, uh, trying to put some other artistic projects together right now that hopefully I'll be able to talk about soon. Um, yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm, I've been blue and I will be for the foreseeable future. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, at autumnal blues. That's, that's that's autumnal. It's a U T U M N A L underscore B L U E S. Uh, Wow. I, I it was, that. it's a great name, but real hard to spell. <laughs> um, I'm an artist. I'm a digital illustrator. Uh, you can follow me. I'm better at, at keeping up on Instagram than Twitter. Better to follow me there. And you can look at my uh, Just my cover all your bases my... and follow them everywhere. Follow yeah. me on my OnlyFans. I'm not going to tell you where that ad is, though. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. I don't want to, I don't want to accidentally We'll get it. On it. <laughs> I won't say anything. I mean, 
How can you sex accidentally is, stumble is good on work. it? Oh yeah, like, for sure. Oh yeah, I just work. I just don't want to see my friend naked. But also, well, I'm not telling you my ad because I don't need people to find this. But like, don't you? <laughs> but don't you have to pay for it? So like, you can't accidentally pay oh. for it. <laughs> Whoa! Oopsie! I accidentally paid for <laughs> Lucy's feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>